0: For more information on Live Church Young Adults, visit us at yamovement.com or on Instagram, YA underscore Bradford. Guys,
1: I'm really excited because if you don't know this couple, Flippinette, they're amazing. They are so cool. So they're going to introduce themselves and whatever they miss out, I will fill in. How about that?
0: Cool. So introduce yourselves. All right. um, I'm Yvonne and this is my husband Israel. And if you can't tell by the accent, we're from Australia. And we moved to England um, four years ago and have been at this church since. We've done a few jobs and now we're both employed here as um, online pastors and also in the events department.
1: Woo, that's cool. How many of us are online on church online on Sundays? Yep, 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 I know, right? And like, we're blessed by this wonderful couple. You guys, you guys just make Church and line so great. And um, there was something else that you guys haven't mentioned, you know, about your other passions. Tell us about what you do in your spare time.
2: Is that, you know, they're not only employed, but they do other stuff. Okay, so um, yeah, we both run our own businesses and um, we both love good food, good wine, good beer. Church online
1: and traveling <laughs> and,
2: traveling and
1: um, Jesus. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. And and you know, there's a business that Ivan recently started. Do you want to tell us about that?
0: Yeah, sure. um So, in June, two years ago, my parents gave me some money for my birthday. I did what every mature 30 year old woman does. And I bought myself a designer handbag get it um, and i used the rest of it to start a business and it was a very small amount um i remember the first day when i first started looking into it, i was talking to bernardine who might be here tonight and i was like oh i'm so scared what if what if it doesn't work what if it's embarrassing or whatever so i used that to start that um a year exactly a year later it basically blew up overnight and um in the next few months there's going to be some very exciting Development in the
1: work. And the thing is that you'll get to know about this couple, they are very humble guys. But um, in one's um, business, it's called Nets, N- the Net Exfoliator, and it featured in the Sunday Times. And like, it was like, was it a month or two ago where. Um, in February. February, February. Um, I think she woke up the next day like, was it like 800 orders? So, like, in, in the space of, like, 24 hours, he had over 800 orders, and it's just Amazing. been insane yeah. since then. So they, so this is why we have them tonight, because they're very humble, and they are literally just doing all that God's called them to be, and I think we can learn so much from them tonight. And um, if you don't know, we're talking about business, careers, and dreaming big, and, and you know, I'm very aware that we're all in, like, different... Stages in life you know some of us are you know just graduating and we're figuring out what's next and some of our some of us are in our jobs right now and we have these dreams in our hearts and um, I think we're going to learn a lot from yourselves so firstly for the business people in the room it would be cool to hear more about what made you do business what like how has it been pursuing it um yeah
0: yeah so, um I think to start off with like we, we don't... I didn't grow up in a house of entrepreneurs. I didn't... My, both my parents are professionals. My dad's a chemical engineer. My mum's a teacher. So nobody in our house um, encouraged you to start a business or anything like that. And that's because of my dad's upbringing. He was really, really poor. Um, usually when I try I try to describe dad's upbringing, I just... I, I liken it to a, um, a World Vision sponsor child. He was really... He was born in the middle of nowhere. He didn't have a birth certificate. He... Um, he was abandoned by his mother. Everything that he's achieved was because of um, hard work, scholarship after scholarship to where he is today. And so we've grow- I grew up in a house where I was always told that education was key. So you went to school, you did really well, you went to university, you did really well, you got a good job and you worked your way up. So up until I graduated from uni, I always imagined that by 30 I would be um, director of sales and marketing at a for a luxury hotel, um, travelling the world and working really, really corporate. I, it never even crossed my mind to start my own business. But um, I think as as, an, as I grew up, as I started to see different things, um, I met Izzy when I was 21, 22, and he was 29 at the time, and his dad was the exact opposite of my dad, completely entrepreneur. Um, had run so many businesses really, really successfully, had always taken these big steps of faith. I just, my eyes were open to a different way of life. And I remember for a long time, I'd think to myself, oh, well, I'm not going to do it until um, something happens, until like, I get that big aha moment when God, you know, dropped £10,000 in my bank account, then I'll start at something. Um, but I remember having a conversation one time and the, the thing I took away from it was to use what the little that I have, and of course, then we also know the story in the Bible about um, the three servants, all given a little bit. One of one of them hid it. One of them, it, one of them yeah. um, multi- and the other two multiplied it. And I, I remember that stayed with me for a long time. And the other thing that really stayed with me was um, I went to primary school where the school motto was Psalm one verses one to three. So for ten years, every Monday morning, I stood in assembly and said that um verse and wow. it never even crossed like i don't think i even knew what it like what it really meant wow. i just said it because i would learned it i've learned to repeat over and over and over again wow. and the last verse um talks about how i'll read it to you actually i'll read you the whole thing so it says in psalm 1 verses 1 to 3 blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the, in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the seat of mockers But he's delighted in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. And it's that last line that really hit me, whatever he does prospers. And it's always been on my mind, and it stayed in my heart. And even when I wasn't going to church or following God or, you know, going through my wild years, that something about that verse always stayed with me, and that parable about using the little you have. And I think I just had a revelation. I think sometimes that's how God works. It's not like, I just, I just woke up and I just realized, what am I going to do with the little that I have? And it actually started with um, my mother-in-law. She's a super generous person. She loves to give me money. I love it. <laughs> and I went home one year, and as I was leaving, she's like, oh, hey, mom, I've got some cash for you. Go and do something fun with it. Like, just don't use it for any necessities. Just go and have some fun with it. And she gave me 150 pounds, which is like $300. It's quite a lot of money. Yeah. And um, I remember coming home, and I was talking to Izzy about it. And I was like, you know what, babe? I think I'm just going to go and learn to do manicures. And he's like, oh, that's a bit random, but sure. So we went up to Newcastle one day. We drove up to um, just for the day, and I went and did a manicure course, dry manicure and shellac. I remember taking that 150 pounds and paying for that course one full day, coming back, and thinking to myself, oh, I don't know what I've like. I kind of feel like I've wasted it a little bit. And then a week later, I started working at CAP. And the first thing my boss told me was, Part of being a staff member here, you have to raise funds for CAP. And so that's... You, however you want to do it is up to you. You can get your uh, your family to become... What do they call them? Life changers. That's it, life changers, <laughs> thank you. <Yeah. laughs> uh, life changers or something. But I didn't have any family here in the UK. So I was sitting there, I was thinking about it, and like, Izzy was like, you just learnt a manicure... You just went and did a manicure course. No. Why don't you give manicures and charge people a very small amount for it? And in that six months that I was at CAP, I think I took that £150 pounds that my mum mother-in-law gave me and I raised 600 pounds wow. and so that was the first for me that was the first um the first practical way i the way I've practically seen God bless me using something small that he put in my hands wow. and so because of that was why when I got my money for my birthday I thought to myself actually do you know what Maybe I'll start this business with it. It's only 250 pounds, I think, by the time I bought the bag. <laughs> it was a very nice bag. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to have to be really, really frugal. I'm going to have to Google how to do a lot of this stuff. Maybe Izzy can help me with my marketing and my logo. And I'm just going to do what I can with what I have and see what God does with it. And I think that's one of the big things I want you guys to take away from tonight is that it doesn't have to be a huge step that you take. It's just one small step. Like, when I launched on the first, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, this, my website was awful. My social media was awful. My friends had helped me do a few bits and pieces. It was nothing special. But I knew that unless I took that step, God couldn't bless it. Wow. He couldn't do anything if I just sat there and held on to the money or if I was too embarrassed to take that first step. Um, I was like, whenever we talk, Izzy and I talk about it, I'm like, yeah, well... God definitely did drop the manna from heaven for yes. the Israelites, but they still had to go out and collect it. Yeah, you are still called yeah, to do something, yeah. but just use that little in your hand.
1: Wow. That's good. Wow, that's so good. And, like, it's so funny what you said about how... It's we wait for these big moments before we move. Mm -hmm. But God's just waiting for us to just do our part. So whether whether you're doing business, whether it's your studies, whatever it is, like let's learn today to actually just take that first step and let let God do the rest. Mm. That's so cool. And I know right now as well, we're in a season of, you know, figuring out what's next. And Mm -hmm. some of you put your questions forward. So we're going to ask you guys some of those questions tonight. And one of the questions is, how do we know what we're supposed to be doing with our lives? That's one of the questions that's come in tonight.
0: Do you want to go?
2: That's good. But you've you got some stuff to say about it, right? Yeah, I
0: think. yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so with, I always find it really hard with purpose. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just... It's, it's a really difficult thing to sum up in, like, a quick um, talk. But I think at the end of the day, we are called to do a few things. Um, One of them is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul and mind. Mm. The other one is to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And the other one is to go forth and um, make disciples. And I think as Christians, that should be our fundamental, like everything we do should be based on that. Mm. Um, How, then then the question is how do you do that practically? I think for Izzy and I, we realized very early in our um, marriage, that we had certain values that were really, really important to us. Um, and they were obviously values that we knew God had placed in our hearts. One of those was um, generosity, and another one was financing the church. That's something we, we just really felt that we were called to do. Um, another one was building community. And all of those things, we feel, were part of our purpose um, as as a couple. And as we've done those things, God has brought other things in through that. So with, say, something like building community, we just that was our focus. When we moved here, we made sure our home was always open. We made sure there was always a, an extra seat at the table. You could always it come did. over for dinner. We yeah, like, did. There was a, <laughs> there was okay. no, that was just what we were doing. We, had, we knew that was what we were called to do, to build community. So we did that. And... Um, As we practice doing that, God's opened other doors for us to do that. As I've started my business and I've met other small business owners, he's allowed me to build community with people that I've never met in real life. I've Mm. only known over Instagram, one of them Mm. that I had breakfast with for the first time when I went to London this weekend. So he's allowed me to build that community. And as I've built that community, the first question that I always get asked is, oh, so what do you do outside of your business? And so it always opens the conversation to talk about, well, actually I'm a pastor, which is what? not something I take lightly. I didn't, I never went that title. Yes, you are. <laughs> so it yes, gives me the opportunity then to talk about God and talk about church and wow. pray for people wow. and encourage people. And I think for me, that is like, by understanding what my purpose is, which is what God has called us to do, everything else has been built on top of that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah? Wow. It's good. Wow.
2: That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. She said I don't want to add to it. It was like on the Sunday.
1: Okay, okay. Well, what was cool was that you mentioned about how like, you guys decided when you got married these are your fundamentals. I yeah. of the question that's come in is is it selfish to have dreams and independent ambitions if I'm in a long-term relationship? So this is like pre-marriage.
2: Is it selfish? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Still the team. I think yeah, there's a there's a um point of having a difference between a couple that is say in a relationship I don't know if it's gonna go past Christmas versus a relationship as in we're getting engaged next week, getting married Mm. in a year's time, that's where we wanna live. You know, the two different things. But and and also a couple that are already like married. This is We made our commitment in front of everyone, not just on Instagram, not poll, but in the church. This is what's happening, and we're committed to that. There's three different stages. The first stage, I think, where you are, where you, are you don't really you know what's happening. You're, you're living your life, um, God's blessing you, your opportunities are coming, and maybe your opportunities aren't necessarily aligning with your partner. You want that person to be your partner in life, but maybe you're not at that stage yet. And I don't think those things are necessarily selfish at that time. Mm. Versus myself and Yvonne, um, married for five, six, six years, six and a <laughs> half years. Um, I lose track of time, because it's just like, it's just like the best stage of my life. Um, the, yeah, Um, if I was to say like Yvonne, um, I feel that I should go to Guatemala and set up a um, recycling plant for used tents on the men's camp, right? And then is like, "No, I, I, I feel like I'm called to go back to Australia, get it up and running, blah, blah, blah." Then I don't think we're both on the same page, mm. but I think that that as a married couple is. Um, not like combated, but it's it's looked after by us praying together. Right. Reading together. Doing our relationship with God together. Right. So we pray for that alignment and then God comes through with the alignment. Mm. Hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, that's so we are one. Right. Right? Yeah. And so we have, we, we pray for alignment, pray for one vision, one heart, one mind.
1: Mm. Come on.
2: But if you're on your own you're not, and you're okay. just you're doing life. Yeah, God's blessing you, but you haven't made that commitment yet. Yeah. So don't, I, I think don't get wrapped up that this is selfish. Mm. But if God said, look, you're going to be this, and um, the lady or the or the guy, whichever way it is, they're going to be this, mm. and you, can't, you guys don't really know what's going on, just like, pray about it. Mm. Ask God about it. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many times like, in my life, um, maybe I've like asked for certain things, prayed for certain things, dreamed for certain things, and um, seen myself with somebody else, like, long before i gone. <laughs> but I could have been in, I could have been in, I could have led a million and one different lives. I'm sure everyone here is the same, that can say the same thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, what we, what we're praying now, we look back at what we were praying for, like, ten years ago. It's, like, really different things, right? Wow. But I, when you move into that stage of, like, this is my wife, this is my life, one God, one purpose, one, one dream, one vision, one book, then um it's all one one one. So yeah.
1: wow, wow, that was really good. So so really for, for those of you who are not married or single, you can do whatever you like. Hey! According to God's will. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, great stuff. That's cool. That's that was really good there. Um and I love what you were saying about, you know, you know what you prayed for ten years ago that's what you pray for now and I know you guys are big dreamers like I know like but in the beginning you guys have always been dreaming big and thinking of yeah just dreaming really big yeah. and and I, I think you guys really do blow my mind because I'm like wow like it's so great to think outside the box but sometimes I think it's easy to like get in a box and, and just see you know see life it's just go to Tesco, go to church, go to work, go home and do the same same old, same old. So um for you guys, like when it comes to dreaming big, how does that fit in with um, with scriptures? And there's there's two particular scriptures. Um, there's one in Hebrews Hebrews thirteen verses five and first Thessalonians four verses eleven to twelve, um, which you know, elaborate upon being content. And so it would be great to, like, hear from you guys,
0: like, what does it mean to yeah. dream big and how does it fit in with, with those yeah. Um So somebody asked this question. So I'm just going to read Hebrews 13.5 to you because it's, it's hard to answer a question about context. So Hebrews 13.5 says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So... Based on this script, when I read this, this question and the scripture, um, the first thing that came to mind was that um, the, the idea that whoever asked this question has is that to dream big equates to lots of money. Mm-hmm. That's not the case at all. Like, there's so many people who had massive dreams that had nothing to do with money. Dreaming big isn't about necessarily about money. Yes, maybe for me, dreaming big is having a big business that can employ lots of people and, put, and give people jobs and put money back into the Ghanaian economy. That's my vision for my business, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's everyone's vision, where they dream big. And like Martin Luther King had a big dream, had nothing to do with having money or, or making lots of money. It was a complete. It was a completely moneyless dream. Yeah. So dreaming big doesn't equate to um, having money, and also dreaming big and hoping for um, for the finances to do big things in the world doesn't necessarily equate to love of money. And I think you need to know where you are with that because we all know that the love of money can cause a lot of problems. But. You need to have that conversation with your guys. So, I know that I can have a real issue with money, and I've known it for a very long time. This is where some of, as a person, you need to dig deep into yourself. You need to be willing to have really tough conversations. You need to be willing to spend a lot of, like Izzy and I spend so much time talking about our shortcomings and the issues we have <laughs> as individuals. I, I've for <laughs> no, no, we, he, he really doesn't. Yeah. So, we, we know, I know that money could be a problem for me. Because I love to spend, love good stuff. Like, I love the fine things in life. My parents' fault. Um, They they showed us the finer things in life. So, of course, now, as an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, trips to champagne once a year. You know, he designed that handbag. So, I know money can be a problem for me. So, I have spent the last five to seven years dealing with that problem. Between me and the Holy Spirit, we have had some deep conversations. I've had some really difficult times. I have had to learn to deal with that and I don't think that God put me in a position where I can have he won't sacrifice my soul for my success he will never do that so I know (laughs) I know that he would never have given me this business at 23 24 years old because I wouldn't have been able to handle the money that's coming in so over the last seven years I have learned I've got a huge journey of um, budgeting learning to look after my finance as well Learning to have self control. So, anyone who knows me knows I only wear black. That is actually a, an exercise of self control, except so also, I mean, black is so chic. Why wouldn't you wear all black? <laughs> but it is an exercise of self control. I've gone on for a long time. If I like something and it's not black, too bad. Walk away. I've had to learn to budget, like, literally to the scent. So what, what you see of people is often, like, such, such a surface thing. Like, I have spent the last seven years going deep into my issues with money. I've been in huge debt. When Izzy and I met, I had huge credit card debt. I had to learn to pay all that off. I had to sacrifice so much. I had to learn to save. I had to learn to say no to things. Yeah. So, yes, I'm, I'm at the point now where I think, okay, I, I know I can handle money. I know God can bless me with it, and I know how to handle it. But I've also had to learn to be generous. So because I was in so much debt, I got to a point where I wouldn't let go of any money at all because I was so scared of like getting into a bad position again. So like you go on a journey, and I'm so sorry, I've gone on a tangent, I forgot what the question was. Um, it's regarding Hebrews 13, which yes. oh, yeah. like, how does it fit in? How yeah. does Dreaming Big fit in with that? Yeah. In? So, yeah, so like I was saying, so Dreaming Big isn't always money, but for some people it is, for me it is, but you, you won't get to that point until you've gone on a journey. And so I've been on a journey, like for the last seven years, Izzy will attest to this, we have been on a journey. We have learnt about generosity, we've learnt about giving, we've learnt about tithing, we've learnt about living on very little, we've learnt to live on a lot it's been a journey we've gone on so that we can get to the point that we're at. And so don't... um, Yeah, just... can. Yes, dreaming big can sometimes be a money thing, but it's not always a money thing. It's 100% just like a vision thing. So like Martin Luther King, his dream, as you all know what his dream was, I've literally had a mind-blank, I can't remember his dream. (laughs) I have a dream. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. That that scripture, yes, it does talk about... um, about money it's that's the dream of me does not equate to money that was literally all i needed to say
2: <laughs> nice, nice. um yeah you want to talk about mother Teresa as well right yeah like, dreams like that they're yeah. not like about bankrolling but they're about
0: helping people yeah which Still, is primarily what we're eradicating about. polio there's lots of dreams that have nothing to do with it and they are huge huge dreams mm.
2: yeah yeah it's well, true. I'll, I'll jump in. Yes, yes.
1: Because
2: like the, um, the second part, like says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have.
1: Mm.
2: Now, like hand on my heart, I'm, I'm saying this with everyone else in the room. Like as Christians, we kind of sing a lot of things and we read a lot of things, but we don't know the true meaning. So we get hung up on that content word. Like okay, I, I really want this thing, but being content means I should just be happy with what I have, right? But then if that was the reality of our relationship with God, then we'd never ask him for anything. Mm. Our prayer time would be really, like, peaceful. <laughs> right? It'd be like that moment there before, before the prophecies start coming and stuff. You'd just be like, I'm content. Bro. <laughs> but the thing is that when you look at the word content, and it means um, in a state of peaceful happiness, right? So that doesn't say anything about be happy with what you've got. And just shut up. Yeah. and just like be happy with what you have we, we need to like realign our understanding of being content mm. and look at being content with the source right. so we are in that state of happiness with God because he's our provider he's our supplier not content in my beautiful budget that has like multiple colours on Excel and you can also look at it as a G sheet or content with the degree because it means I get this job and that job and we all know lockdown us that's not the case um, content in my upbringing, content in my card I'm saving up for, mm. or whatever. But being content in the source yeah. means that you can you can boldly approach because yeah. it's like it's come to give life more abundantly. Yeah. So how does that line up with just showing up and putting up what you have? Yeah, I want I want the abundance. I want everything. Amen, Amen. So we should all be content, but let's let's check the dictionary before we yeah. stop Dude. praying and stuff.
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Numbers,
2: good. Do you want the other and verse? Yeah,
1: you keep clapping.
2: You keep clapping. Yeah, yeah. Give us the other one, guys. Well. Okay, so the other one's um, one Thessalonians four verses eleven to twelve, and it says, "And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, you should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody." Okay, so from that, I took, um, do you have, do you have sense? Yeah, you go. Yeah? So I, look, I checked out this, um, this verse just to get a bit more context. And yeah, if, if you're in the room and this is your question, it's, it's a really good question. Um, but yeah, I came from the point of, it's talking about ambition. It's talking about us leading a quiet and, and a, a still life that can hear God's voice. Mm. I think we read it and think, I've got to live a quiet life, busy minding my own business, being, um, what's that guy on The Simpsons, Ned Flanders or something? Just, just doing my own thing and um, looking out the looking out the window. Everybody else doing their busy life. I'm busy doing my quiet life, waiting mm. for the Lord to come. Mm. But now it's about being still and being quiet again. In, in that God is your supplier. Wow. You're still and you're quiet. None of us, um, none of us, spend the day worrying if the lights will turn on when we when we click the switch or if the water will come out of the tap. So in our minds we're quiet and still when it comes to that. Mm. And that's what living a quiet, still life is with regards to God being our supplier. Mm. Right? Yeah. So for the Bible clearly talks about us working with our own hands. That's another part of that verse. Mm. And there's a dignified and honoring place to work in the Bible. Mm. So nowhere did it say Adam, Adam and God had a conversation, talked about Adam's skills in terms of horticulture or, or the world of animals. It was just like this is your garden, go and tend it. And that's, that's kind of what we're talking about in terms of whatever your business is, whatever your gift is, whatever your talent is. That's your garden.
1: Wow. Yeah? Wow.
2: And maybe you've got hay fever in the garden because you're in the wrong garden. But that's for someone to ponder. But <laughs> I put down here that there's a reason we have a carpenter king, hmm. fishermen, apostles, and tent-making missionaries. Wow. So all these people that we like base everything on and we ponder and we study the word and everything, most of those guys are like, and ladies were doing other stuff. Wow. And God said, okay, you're living your quiet life. You're, wow. or you're living your content life. Come and do this. Wow. Right? Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you are and what you're doing. Just tend to your garden. Wow. Or like, yeah, do what you, what you feel. That's what God's calling you to do. Wow. That, so that in a with those verses, it's okay. It's not like oh, I've got this ambition or I've got this dream, but I, oh, I don't want to tell everyone about it because mm. I, I need to be quiet and I need to be content. It's, it's, not, the, it's not the way it's written, mm. and also about influence. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Influence is key. So mm. the, the stats are out there for the people that love the stats and the facts that even they say even the most introverted person in the world you will influence ten thousand people in your lifetime. Wow. So that's down to like okay. I'm looking over at Evan, and Evan is eating a green apple. So, in my mind, I'm thinking, I want to, I feel like I'm eating a green apple. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't say that out loud, that would be embarrassing. But he's influenced me in that way. Right. So, each of us have that power to influence people. Wow. Right? And that's, that's what that verse is talking about. I'll go back to the verse because I've probably waffled on too much. But I said, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life should mind your own business, work with your hands, as we discussed, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders' influence, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Woo! That
1: is cool! Woo! can for that. <laughs> Boy, that is so good. You got me thinking about Royal Gala Apples, because those are my okay. favourite, you know. So, you know, I'm just letting you know now. I'm spreading my influence to you right now, you know. Think about those rural gala like apples nice and crunchy well okay that's really cool that's really cool and you know as we're you know looking after our garden and stewarding what god's put in our hands i think often we can also be aware of the dreams that god has put in our hearts and the, and the vision that he's set aside for us but sometimes whilst we're working on it it feels so mundane like you know, you're going to work daily or you're working on your business daily or you're looking after your family daily, yet you know God's asking you to, like, you've put something even bigger in your heart. How do you um,
0: how do you stay motivated in the midst of the mundane? Um, I think this one comes down to vision. Um, you need to know what, like, you need to have a vision for something. That, that will guide you, that will um, help you when the days get really boring or when you feel like you lose motivation what is that vision what has God called you to do? what's the bigger picture and then obviously you have to do work at it sm- a little bit a little bit at a time throughout um life but the fact of the matter is that life isn't like one big exciting part so, like if you haven't realized that by now I don't know where you've been <laughs> living life is like a series of repetitive tasks day in day out punctuated by moments of excitement, a birthday, um, a holiday, um, a, a new experience. So, if you can't learn to live your life day in, day out, doing doing the same things every day, doing it well every time, mm. and just understand that that is a part of life, you yes. just have to do one day at a time. Your your life isn't going to be exciting every day. Like what the thing that I'm working on right now, that one moment will probably last for about two hours at most, but the last four weeks, I have worked all day at work and then gone home and spent hours writing my business plan, forecasting, budgeting, um, getting together all the documents that I need for this. It is a slog, and today I had a good cry about it because it is so hard and I'm so tired. That's just life. You just keep going, but I keep in mind the bigger picture, the vision that God gave me at the beginning of this. And you just keep going day in, day out. Like out, everything we do in life, all of our habits are built by the small things that we do every day. The waking up and reading your Bible every morning, yeah. always having worship music on, going for a walk every day, doing a workout every day. That's what builds our lives. It's not these big moments. That moment when I woke up on the seventh of February and I had all those orders literally lasted about a month, and then it was just like, oh, that's it. Like. I mean, it's still, going, it's, still going, it's still going, but it's not that moment. That moment was just one moment. And maybe I'll have another big moment. But day in, day out, I still have to pack orders. And I still have to deal with emails coming in. And I still have to do all my social media um, posting. And I still have to work my full-time job. It's just the day in, day out, the small things. And being faithful with that and then let God do the big wow moments that happen in your life. It's cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's... Guys, this is life. <laughs> it's 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 just it's just a repet, repetition for seventy years, eighty years, <laughs> but it. Like, God was so lucky that, like, God is so kind because it could be a day in, day out, nothing exciting happens, but God is so kind. Like, He blesses the things that we we do every day, the things that we think, oh, it's nothing much. He blesses that. And I'll tell you that He blesses things that we don't even deserve. Like, He gives us blessings and shouts kindness on us, and we don't even deserve it. But you need to just you need to get over this idea that life's going to be one big exciting thing. Maybe it's because of social media, that's, yeah. just, that's, the, that's what's caused this, but yeah. nobody's life is that exciting. Yeah. Literally nobody's life is that exciting. Mm. They just do the same things every day, every day, and the one moment they get a big wow moment, but that is because of the doing the mundane things every day and doing it um, repetitively and doing it with, with everything they've got and being faithful and consistent with it. Mm. That's, that's, great.
1: that's yeah. good. Wow, and like I think practically, like I love what you're talking about, vision, you know, it's a good thing to write it down, I'm mm. sure so many of you will, you know, recite Habakkuk, you know, chapter 2 verse 2 where it talks mm. about writing down the vision, mm-hmm. making it yeah. play, but yeah. there is something about reminding yourself of why you studying so hard, mm. or why you're working so hard, yeah. why you're raising your kids, yeah. and all these different things, so yeah, it's definitely worth writing it down. Definitely. guys it's been great
2: i've got one more question for you but you know Yeah, you sorry. i was just gonna add in one more thing from what you said One, um like the mundane thing is like it also means like boring and so there's like that it is a perception thing rather than a factual thing mm-hmm. so it's the way we way we look at life so like you look at lockdown some people like lockdown was so boring or something and nothing happened and then i ate like lasagna for three months <laughs> And then other people are like, oh, I started a business, I got four tattoos, I did three of them myself, (laughs) do you know what I mean? All kinds of things happen. It's like the best time of their life, but it's the same people going through the same scenario. And for Yvonne, she like, some some people are in awe of what she finds mundane in terms of packing the orders. I have to remind her sometimes that you pack like 20 orders today. Like two months ago you're praying to have more than two a day. Right. So I I, I could I, the thing in the house is I just tell her, You ask for this. You asked for it. Right? So it's, it's come it can be Monday and today, like today's Monday might have been last month's exciting times. Mm. It's peaks and valleys and we have to look at it that way. Yeah. Like the day that um David went off to fight Goliath. Mm. He he didn't wake up that morning and start flexing and getting ready for the, the battle. <laughs> he was just doing the mundane thing of yeah taking the stuff to his brothers yeah. and then just so happened to at that day on that time, like, that was it wow. so in the middle of the mundane great things can happen wow. like I said, be- because you know the why Yeah. the why is the anchor mm. so as long as you have the why and ask God, like God give me the why why am I here, why why, 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 why mm. be the kid, be the three year old kid that annoys us all why? why, why, why ask God, he will tell you Right? he will tell you why, and then he will give you the what, where, why, how, who. Right, yeah. but without the why, nothing's happening. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. And it's sorry, sorry. sorry. No, no, keep going. The the um, because I was thinking today about the parable of the talents. You already mm-hmm. talked about it, Matthew twenty-five, and I was looking at um this guy read the in- enduring word um commentary. Anybody else read that? It's an app recommended. But this guy was talking about Matthew 25 with their talents. I don't know if we're, like, we're all familiar with the story. Three servants, one invests really well, um, one kind of does really okay, and the other one just goes, I was scared of you, so I buried it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so God, God like, the, um, the king is like happy with the two guys that done something with it. Mm-hmm. Right? But the guy that threw it away and was scared, um, yeah, he wasn't very happy with it. Mm-hmm. You can read the the whole story. I'm not probably doing it justice. But what I want to pinpoint is this guy, Matthew um, Guzik, who writes the Enduring Word, looking at that scope of talents and keeping him with the why and doing what we're supposed to do. He writes this, Some think that readiness for Jesus' return is a very spiritual and abstract thing. It really isn't. It's a matter of being about our business for the Lord. In light of this parable, we must ask ourselves, what have we done with our knowledge? What have we done with our time? What have we done with our money? What have we done with our abilities? Mm. And this is the bit I like. The sins of omission, omission means what we don't do, may ultimately be more dangerous than the sins of commission, Mm. what we do. Mm. So when you know the why, and you're not about your business, Mm. scary times. That is
1: scary, I think you
2: should repeat that last line, you know. That was, that was fun. So he says, the sins... So he says, what? Uh, blah, 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 blah. In light of this parable, we must ask ourselves, what have we done with our knowledge? What have we done with our time? What have we done with our money? What have we done with our abilities? The sins of omission, meaning what we don't do, may ultimately be more dangerous than the sins of commission, what we do. Wow. wow. wow.
1: I think that just needs to sit with us. Ooh, that was good. That was good. Um, guys, closing thoughts. Give us some thoughts to close. Um, I know there's people who are thinking about the future. What's next? Um, yeah, hit us.
0: Yeah. Um, I would always say take a step of faith. Like you know the things that you have in you. You know the the talents and the gifts um, that God's giving you. You. You know what he's like calling you to do if you are walking closely with him he's already dropped prompting out the holy spirit spoken to you someone has spoken to you yeah. and confirmed something most of the time the reason we're not doing what we're called to do is because we're scared mm. and as christians we know that perfect love casts out all fear mm. god is so faithful he is not going to leave you um, high and dry mm. so if you know what you're meant to be doing mm. and you're not doing it you will have to answer for that one day mm. Mm. so I, I, I cannot encourage you enough do what you can with the little that you have mm. God will bless that and even if it's a bit embarrassing trust me, if you guys have seen my first website <laughs> anything that I've done at the beginning is, is awful but everything when you start is small and it's not it's not great, So sometimes you have a small amount you can do with it, but if you do something with that little, He will bless it. Amen. But He will bless it when you take that step of faith. Amen. Good. Yeah. So like whatever it is that you feel in your heart, or you're, you're you're thinking about, or I feel like I should do it, I'm not sure. Just take a step of faith, and if it's not the right thing, because I know this is what this is often the reason people don't. I'm not sure if it's what God's calling me to do. If it's not the right thing, He will close doors. Yeah. He will redirect you. He is a good father. If you see a child walking towards something that isn't safe for them, even you would redirect them. Even you would be like, oh, come on, just this way. Yeah. So why wouldn't God do that to you? Yeah, He's yeah, not yeah. going to just let you walk and fall into a pit. Yeah. Yeah. He's given those things to you. He's yeah. put those desires in your heart. Yeah. You didn't come up with these dreams. No. Yeah. He's put those things in your heart. He's put the people around you who've spoken those words. He's guided you to a, this place for such a time as this. Yeah. Yeah. Stop pretending that you don't know what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. Or there them asking, oh, I don't really know what my purpose That's is. True. You know what it is. Good. You know what you're meant to be doing, yeah. and it doesn't have to be huge. You just have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Sorry, I'm a big sister, so I get like this. <laughs> just start, guys. Good. Like, you he, he can't grow anything if you don't plant the seed first. Yeah. So just start, yeah. and stop use, finding excuses not to do it. Mm. Because in ten years' time, like when before we moved here, so this this old guy we used to work with, amazing oh, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. he said to us. The, great, um, the worst thing in life, worse than anything else you live with, is regret. Yeah. Hmm. Like there's nothing more painful than looking back and wishing you'd done it, yeah. or wishing you'd tried, or wishing you'd said yeah. hello. Or wish that so do not live with regret. And he was actually not talking about anything deep. He was telling Izzy and I that it rains in England all the time. So yeah. when you wanna when you make a plan to do something, just put a raincoat on and just do it, because you'll regret it. If you're waiting for the day where yeah. the sun shines, you'll end up moving back to Australia and you never would have done any of the things Truth. that you said you're gonna do. You'll regret that. So it wasn't even anything deep, but I've always held on to that. Yeah. I do not want to look back at my life in ten years' time and be like, oh, I should have just started, I should mm-hmm. have just tried. And I sure as heck do not want to stand in front of God. And he asked me, what did you do with what I gave you? It's it's and not good. be able to give him a good enough answer. Yeah. Good. So just that. Just do something. Just take one step. Good. He will guide you. He will not let you fall. He won't let you be ashamed. Mm-hmm. That's the verse that I'm holding on to as I'm going into this next season. I think it's an Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah, 54.4. Talks about do not fear. Um, you will not be ashamed. He won't embarrass you. He won't embarrass himself. Oh just take a step yeah,
2: it's good that's good i think that deserves a round of applause yeah. um i don't know how profound this will be but i like coming into this time anyone else have any good thoughts in the shower like you have like the life changing you, and you're like if only you have, i have had enough like mr matey like bubble bath or something to write on the wall like, oh. i probably remember what I've, what uh, like what, what god's talking to me about besides so, uh, remembering to Buy potatoes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I had two two images and um, yeah, Holy Spirit. if This is someone in, in the room that is, this is about. Like let them let them um, receive it in the right way. But one image is of um an Amazon parcel, and there are other parcels. So like any kind of parcel that you get, ASOS or whatever. But anyone else have this um like when you order something and maybe like it's the size of a maybe it's the size of a phone. Like this big box turns up in your house and it's like the size of the next door mm-hmm. right and you're like what is that i ordered a phone and then you you open it and there's like 1200 layers yeah. or yeah? yeah hopefully it's arrived in one piece but i think that's for i got that as a as a um image in that we 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 ask god for like the why we ask god for the dream the vision like show me what you want me to do and it doesn't always arrive like we expect it to mm-hmm. But I just want to encourage, if that's about you, it's definitely about me, parts of my life. But just keep let the box unravel in its own time. Yeah. In its own season. Yeah. The, it's the valley of dry bones. Just let it rest. And at the right time, you'll breathe on it. Amen. But just just be about your why. Just be about your why. Second image um is of uh, I like to, I like thinking about the prison stuff, and dreams, mm-hmm. with like Joseph and stuff. Everybody read the story. Mm-hmm. They haven't read the story. Watch the movie. It's really good. The Disney one, right? I like it. What's it called? Prince of Egypt.
0: Yeah. Right. No. no. no?
2: That's Moses. That's Moses. Look at me. I'm, I'm sorry, theologians in the room. What's the Joseph one? Prince of No, they
0: don't have a Joseph. There's no Joyce's
2: one.
1: That's veggie Tales. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: anyway. Anyway, Maybe. there's no Disney movie yet yeah, But someone yeah. in the room will make it There you go, yeah. there's a proper prophecy But anyway, we all know the story from Sunday School or whatever But if you haven't read it, check it out when you go home So like, I got this picture of um, a shark cage mm. Right? And it's weird, the shark cage Everybody know what a shark cage is? Mm. Okay, I don't like sharks, so I know what shark cage is mm. But it's called a shark cage, it's not called a human cage mm. So when that shark cage goes in the water with a human in it it's, it's called a shark cage, but the shark is not looking at the human going, oh, that cage is stopping me from getting to the human. Like, it's not as big as the ocean. It doesn't, like, contain a shark, right? But we as people, we sometimes feel like, oh, I'm in this prison. You know, I should be, I should be like Joseph, I, should be, I shouldn't be here anymore. It's like the dream was that I will be doing this, or that I would be captain in Scotland on Friday and scoring that, that winning goal, or whatever the dream is in your mind. But we we think that where we are is far from God Mm. or removed because we feel like we're locked up, we're in that Mm. cage. Mm. But the purpose of the shark cage is to protect you, Mm. to give you scope and vision of somewhere that you wouldn't readily be able to go and see and do things, Mm. right? So just like Joseph, when he was in prison, he was there for a purpose and a time because he was learning all the skills and stuff that he needed to be able to come out and lead Mm. the nation. So for all of us here that like if you feel like you're in a cage right now, you feel like you're locked up, you feel like where's God? Hurry up and come and help me, save me, you're safe. Wow. You're protected. Wow. You look around and you feel like I don't I shouldn't be down here, I shouldn't be here, this is not where I was supposed to be. Wow. Um but just yeah. Just just relax and just Amen. keep talking to God. The cage isn't for you. It's it's, it's protecting you yes. from your surroundings, but yes. you need to take in your surroundings. Amen. That's this is part of the learning curve amen yeah.
1: amen amen well guys can we give it up for the um and there were so many so many golden nuggets in there that like, i'm gonna have to listen to this message all over again but it'd be great if you could pray for us and if the band could you know come and and play while she pray for us um But um, I just want to encourage everyone in the room, like, you know, wherever this has hit you, like, receive this prayer. Maybe you are thinking, oh, my gosh, like, I want to take that step of faith or you're wondering what's next in the future or wherever you're at, receive this prayer.
2: Um, Yeah. You have nothing to lose. So be blessed. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's pray. Um, Just as we, like, close our eyes, I just want you to just, just take a moment, like, 10, 15 seconds in the silence and just think of your dream. Think of something that you already have, that you know. You know if you um, if we left here and we just, we had until the end of July, that was your life, that was your time to do what you felt God have called you to do. What does that thing look like? Just take a moment, visualize yourself doing what you feel that you should be doing in this dream and the place you should be, the environment, what it looks like. Visualise what you're wearing, visualise what you see around you, take it all in, take it all in. And if at this moment all you see is is just black, it's just like nothing, ask God as as we pray, take that to him and ask him to give you, give you a vision, give you something, something. Alright, let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. We thank you for all these people that we talked about in your work today. You know, like the Abrahams and Gideons, the the Peters, the the guys burying the talents. Lord, they're all just people. They're normal people just like us. And you use them. They were busy with stuff. They were like, some were hungry for you, waiting for you. Some didn't know anything about you, but you, you turned up in their lives. And they were ready to do what you needed them to do. Lord, can you help us to be ready? Can you help us to be those people that, you know... We, 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 we finish our time here, and we hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, can you help us? Can you show us how to steward well, how to look after our gifts and our talents? If we, are, if we don't know what our gifts and talents are, Lord, can you reveal those to us? Can you show them to us? And Lord, where there's like question marks, when we look at this picture that we've got in our mind now with our dream, where there's that question marks of the location question marks of the people that we're surrounded by question marks of the environment can you fill in the blanks can you tell us the answers can you reveal these things to us and lord where there's a dream that's like maybe like oh uh like that's childish or where's where a dream and it's like i can't believe it. i prayed that like seven years ago but um it's not relevant now god can you like can you breathe life yeah. onto those dreams that yeah. you have that you have planted can you breathe life onto them like the valley of dry bones? Can you breathe life onto those dreams? And can you make the picture in our head now so vivid that we can we can like we can smell, taste the atmosphere? And can you just like can you just reveal the why to us? The anchor, the thing that we can that we can like lean on, the thing that we can depend on from you, that anchor that, that cements everything in the dream. And lord can you give us passion again can you make us like really just excited about life yeah. can you fill us with joy can you fill us with passion can you fill us with a fire that can't be that can't be quenched because it comes from you yeah. can you do that lord we, we are so hungry and desperate for you jesus we, we we humble ourselves before you we don't want you to humble us we we, we want to humble ourselves before you You are king of kings, you are lord of lords, you are the first name, you are the last name above everything. So we submit to you right now, every dream, every vision, no matter how radical it seems in our mind, no matter how small it seems, no matter how many exams we think that we're going to have to take in the practical to be able to achieve that, we just lay that at your feet. We lay that at your feet. Lord, can you you teach us how to be content, how to be secure in you and nothing else? Can you teach us how to be just to, to be so hungry just to seek your face? To just to just to seek your face above everything. Can you blow open our horizons, God? Can you, can you remove all the stumbling blocks, the stereotypes? The, she can't do that because she's from that city. He can't do that because he only went to that college. She can't do that because she's from that place. He can't do that because. People from there don't do that. We just remove those stereotypes. Gender, race, uh uh, nationality, everything. We just remove it, Lord. We lay it all at your feet. Thank you. We lay it all at your feet tonight. We just leave it here. We leave it here with you. We're dropping it off, Lord. No matter how disgusting, how how like horrible it is to us, we leave it at your feet leave it at your feet no matter how moldy or all the dreams have become in our life and in our mind leave them at your feet we surrender to you lord we surrender to you we're tired of like pretending to do life we're tired of fitting everything into what's around us we want you we want that horizon that doesn't end we want like your love that knows no limits
0: yeah.
2: speak to us lord interrupt our dreams when we sleep interrupt them with visions Surround us with people that come and prophesy into our life. We speak life into those prophecies now. People in this room that have been spoken over them. And you've like, it's been so long that you've kind of forgotten the gist of what that is. We speak life onto that prophecy right now. People here they got dreams. And people said to you when you were seven, you're going to go and do this. You're going to go and do that. And life has been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm removed from God. I'm so far. I need, to, I need to get right with God. God says, no. You are already right with God. I did all the work. There's no test for you to pass. Thank you, Jesus. There's no test for you to pass. Lord, we leave it all at your feet. Thank you, Jesus. We honour you. Thank you, Jesus. We honour you. We thank you that you died for us. That you rose again. We thank you that you love us, that you're proud of us. Right now, in this room, you look at each of our faces and you're proud of us as your children. Even if we have or haven't done what you've set for us to do, you're already proud of us because you see the potential. You see our soul. You see our love for you. You look at us and you see your son. You see your daughter. Thank you, Jesus. We just love you, Lord. We love you. Make us passionate people, Jesus. Make us those people that are so content, that you're so busy being about our business, tending our garden that you've given us, that the people around us say, Who are you? Why do you do what you do? Lord, that we wouldn't even have to mention you, but people would come to us and ask about you. Why are you so different? Why do you do the things that you do? Why aren't you like the people around here? Thank you, Jesus. Speak life into this, Lord. The dreams and the visions that you have for us, your children in this room, before you even created the ocean, before you even created the first man, You had a dream for us, we thank you for that Lord, we receive it, we speak life into it right now in the name of Jesus. And we just rebuke any power, any principality that will set itself up to uh, move us away from you, to separate us from your love. Your perfect love cuts out all So right now, we rebuke every spirit of fear in this room, everything that will prevent us, the people in here, from chasing the dreams that we know are deep down buried in our hearts. We rebuke that spirit right now Over generations to come out of this room. The children that will come out of this room and the children, children that will come out of this room We speak the dreams into operation right now. We say, devil, you have no space here. You have no place here. We speak God's perfect love and we rebuke every spirit here in the name of Jesus. We just speak Jesus, Jesus, Jesus over our spirits, over our souls. Lord, well, we bow to you, we bow to you and we worship you. We give you a rightful place. We give you a rightful place so we just worship you. We worship you. We don't worship our dreams. We don't worship our college degree. We worship you. Have your way, Holy Spirit. in no hurry to me. Have your way, Lord.
0: For more information on Live Church Young Adults, visit us at yamovement.com or on Instagram, YA underscore Bradford.